Hey, y'all, from NPR, I'm Sam Sanders. It's been a minute. So there's this picture that I'm obsessed with. It's got Maurice White of Earth, Wind & Fire. The photo's in black and white. Maurice is walking away from the camera. You see his back, and he has this white umbrella he's holding over his head. He is walking through sand. He's in a desert. And behind him are three big pyramids, almost larger than life. They are the pyramids in Egypt. It is beautiful. It's one of the most iconic music photos ever. A man named Bruce Talamon took that picture and a lot of other pictures. We are talking to Bruce today because if you can name a black musician from the 70s, chances are Bruce Talamon has photographed them. Michael Jackson dancing with his brothers on a soundstage. Patti LaBelle feet up on a chair after a long day of press interviews. Diana Ross literally crowd surfing in a concert. Bruce has a new book out with hundreds of his photos. It is called Bruce W. Talamon, Soul, R&B, Funk. Bruce and I talk about some of the stories behind those photos and those artists, how he got so much access to them, and what they're like up close. All right. Also, full disclosure, Bruce is married to NPR Code Switch correspondent and friend of this show, Karen Grigsby-Bates. Okay, with that, let's get to it. Here's me and Bruce Talamon talking with a bunch of music at NPR West. Bruce, hi. Hey, man. How are you? We're dressed alike today. I like that. <laughs> yeah, my wife just pointed that out. <laughs> you know you know she would. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's funny. I've been hauling your book around the last several days, going through all the photos and reading up on it. Mm-hmm. And I love this book, but it's heavy. To, just to put it in scale yeah. for our listeners... This is probably four times the size of an average book. Easily. Five times Easily. as heavy. Easily. How many photos are in the book? Just under 300 okay. are in the book. And it's 372 pages. It has Stevie Wonder on the cover. Yes, it does. Looking Stevie Wonder-esque. Um, so I want to talk about the backstory okay. of all of this. But first, I want to just go through... Some of the amazing stories these photos tell with specific artists. Mm -hmm. I want to first talk about these amazing photos you have of Aretha Franklin. This is a year in which everyone is talking about her. And I'm seeing in these photos a side of her you maybe didn't see all the time. Right. Well, there's a couple of things. Uh, These were all taken in Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, The one that everybody really loves is the one... Uh, which is at her house. So describe in, this in for Los listeners. Angeles. She is leaning over the side of a... Uh... Of her grand piano, which was in the living room. She's got her hair up. Hey, man, sister just pulled her hair back. It was very casual. And she's looking you right in the eyes. And she's looking me right in the eyes. I... How close were you to her? It seemed like you were right up in her face. I was a couple of feet away. Did so... she play for you? Yes, she did. Are you me? You know, when you do a portrait... You also want to have elements of the uh, background or of the, the surroundings. And, I mean, think about it. Aretha Franklin, piano. And then she um, would share with us some things that she was working on. Sometimes these tears refuse to hide. Worry, worry, worry. Are you Please, 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 
You saw her perform too? Oh, yes. It was wonderful. I remember one uh, one photograph that didn't make the cut and 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 uh, I had to decide if there if there needed to be blood on the floor, but with my editor, but Yeah. Her hands reaching out. There, there were I have this shot you've got her hand in the in the frame. And then you've got the hands of the the crowd coming up oh, wow. to touch her to hand. touch her. It was extremely joyful. Yeah. And uh, I saw that over and over again. I mean, like with Patti LaBelle, with uh, Etta James, with Shaka Khan, with with Natalie Cole, with you know, so many of these women. It it, it was it was authentic, right? It wasn't something that was staged. Okay, and we're going to have the shot of the... No, I got that because I was watching. And, and just back then, you know, uh, these were film cameras, not digital cameras. So you didn't use one camera and then you could convert the color to black and white. You had on your left side, you had black and white cameras, like three of them. On your right side, you had your three uh, color cameras. You carried six cameras everywhere? No, I car- carried probably uh, seven uh, wow. cameras. Two on the neck... Uh, three on each side Bruce, with different lenses. That's a lot. Yes. My <laughs> chiropractor will tell you that. You know, I mean, but but again, that was, you don't want to miss something. If you see it, you've missed it. Uh. Okay? You better come back with the shot. And if you don't, there will be somebody who will replace you tomorrow. Yeah. I want to take you to LaBelle and uh-huh. these photos because you captured them not just in performance, but like, on the road? Yeah, I went on the I'm road. I'm looking with at this amazing photo of the three members of LaBelle, which gave us Patty LaBelle, for folks that don't know, but the three of them are in the back Sarah of a car, Dash, a cab, and just passed out sleeping. And Nona Hendricks. And uh, I mean, it's just a lovely shot that really just kind of captures how grueling this stuff is. Oh, yeah. How long were you with them on this trip? Uh, I think I was with them a, a week. It was, you know, total access. You had, uh, you had the sound checks. You had the rehearsals. Then you had the performance, and you had them getting ready. And, you know, at the appropriate time, they let me in back in the back there. And, and uh, Patty had her little glass of wine, and she was— What kind of wine? She was—it was white wine. I, I, don't, I don't know if it was Chardonnay or not, but <laughs> uh, the, the girls were glamming up, Daddy. I mean, well, you have this fabulous. photo of them looking in the mirror uh-huh. as they're getting their makeup together. Then they're yeah. wearing these elaborate costumes with feathers. Lots of feathers. This was the Lady Marmalade tour. That was a crowd pleaser. Folks would get up. Well, hell, folks stood up the whole concert. It was like church. And it was loud. And I and I found out reading this before that era of their career, the kind of glam rock look, right. Lady Marmalade. Right. They were just like a straight-ahead group of R&B singers. Yeah. Before that, they, yeah. they changed it up. Oh, there's no question. Did you photograph them before they changed it up or after no, they changed it No, I up? did not. No, I did not. I, I got the full, the full spaceship. It's beautiful. Well, this picture, <laughs> this picture of Patty right here that I'm looking at right now, she right. looks like she is on stage in ecstasy. Oh, there's no question.
All right, time for a break. When we come back, Bruce tells me about the time he caught Al Green coming off stage after a very exhausting concert, and he smacked his head on a door jam. We'll tell you the story. BRB. The following message comes from our sponsor, Capital One. Would you know if someone applied for credit using your social security number? If not, listen to Joe Whitchurch, head of the CreditWise app, talk about the new SSN tracker his team recently released. While identity fraud is something everyone needs to be worried about, we want to make it easy and seamless for them to become aware of anybody attempting to use their identity without their knowledge or permission. CreditWise is free for everyone, whether you're a Capital One customer or not. You can find CreditWise in your app or Play Store now. Olympic gymnastics doctor Larry Nassar abused hundreds of women and girls for more than 20 years before he was caught. Hear how a team of women brought down a serial sexual predator. Believed, a new podcast for Michigan Radio and NPR. Your entree into the world of, of taking photos of these black musicians came Absolutely. through Soul Magazine. A lot of folks will not have heard about that. What is Soul Magazine? Soul newspaper was a small African-American arts and, 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 and photography and, and music. Uh, well, it started out as a magazine, uh-huh. but the economics forced it into taking a step back. Okay. I mean, we had the first issue, we had we had slick paper and yeah. color, and then we were forced to, to see reality and go back to newsprint. Okay. And y'all were doing specifically coverage of... Black so, artists. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it was the only African-American owned and operated black publication at the time that was doing uh, black music. Um, Regina Jones and, and her husband, Ken uh, Jones. Regina and Ken, they were the publishers of Soul, right? Uh, here in Los Angeles, understood that black kids bought records and had a hunch that they would buy a newspaper filled with interviews and and stories about the musicians creating that music. And it worked. There's this photo you have that is just, it stopped me in my tracks. You're with Al Green for Mm. one of his shows, Mm -hmm. and you catch him as he is leaving the stage, I'm sure after like four or five encores, and he's about to collapse. No, he he did collapse. collapse. He collapsed at the, this was a situation where I got in front of him and was was walking with them as they as they left the stage, and his security has him, and they're literally he's he's off his feet. Okay, so they're like dragging him they're, off the they're stage. They're dragging him. I mean, no, no, he got off the stage. Okay, okay. But as we get to the door of after, his dressing room, after they've dragged him off, after stage. they've dragged him all, he has he's spent. He's done. So they get him back to the room, and he literally collapses at the door, smacks his head against the door jam, and. I've got maybe one second, two seconds to, to get this shot. And I just remember shifting. Uh. And uh, this is no time to take your meter out and to say, excuse me, can you hold that while, uh-huh. I, while I shoot? So you know that, okay, you've got to drop the shutter speed quickly okay. to like maybe an eighth of a second. Okay. Firm up because your body is a, is a, is a tripod and slowly fire that so there's no movement. What song would he close out with? Sometimes he would close with uh, love and happiness. He was 
secure enough where he didn't have to, you know, he could he could change it up. And 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 his and musicians go, knew. They knew how to follow. His musicians well, it was knew. very churchy in the way that like the church Quite. band will just follow the pastor. Quite. They will exactly. follow the pastor to any key to any Al song. Was the pastor. He but, ruled the stage. Yeah, there's no, there's no question. And, and he had to have his security because those nice ladies would pull his <laughs> into the crowd if he yeah. wasn't careful. Yeah. Because he would give out beads. He would give huh. out necklaces. He would give out roses. I remember, and there's a photo of, of the trap of him giving the roses out. Giving the roses yeah. out. And the little hand, and the hands, the hands were you know, up coming it. up like it little is, birds. It's, it, it is biblical. So, you know, on top of capturing these artists in their brilliance, she did a really great job of capturing the fans in yes. their near ecstasy um, over these artists. I mean, there's these photos you have of a pretty young Jackson 5 and these young girls swarming their cars. Well, yeah. What was that and, like? And t- total pandemonium. Now, you know when the Jackson 5 sing... We always line up one, two, three, four. Total five. chaos. And you are gonna try to take over the stage. I'm coming up there with you. Total Beatles best. Right fellas, this is my line. I'm finna get up my show now. One of the things that I I said to my editor was, I said before Michael Jackson conquered the world, he belonged to little black girls in Gary, Indiana, and in Charlotte, North Carolina, and in Harlem. You know. People tend to forget that. Mm-hmm. There's a certain, when you look at these kids, you know, these were their heroes coming to play. And these little girls were dressed in their, like as if they were going to Sunday school. Yeah. How, how did Michael deal with it at that age from what you could see? You're there, you're there with him. Did yeah. He, I mean, how he was did... a total professional. Uh. He was wound up like a top. I mean, when we did that session in 1976 after they had just left Motown. Oh, and he went to New Label, and you have that photo of them looking to that, just so happy to, to be that, free. To that New Label, yeah. to, to Epic Records. Yeah. There was no stopping him. He was like a, he was like I said, like a top. He was, was he dancing? He was dancing. We had, look, you got to set the stage. You got to set the mood, right? So you have... Food. You okay. have somebody yeah. spinning the records, making sure that they're not twiddling their thumbs looking at you, mm-hmm. right? You can be a fabulous photographer, but you've got to set the mood. You know, when he would start, his brothers would go into their really? routine. And so you'd get a, pro- a private performance right before your eyes. Then there's that question. Do I dare open my mouth and say, fellas, you got to get closer together? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Nobody cares 40 years ago that, that they're off of the background, yeah. that they're off yeah. of the seamless. Yeah. If you're looking at the fact that they're, oh, well, you know, the white isn't behind them. Yeah. Bull- you know, that's not going to work. You want to get that action. You've yeah. got to get the action.
All right, time for another break. In a minute, Bruce talks about his favorite artist, and it's a hard choice. We'll be right back. Support for NPR and the following message come from Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that's great at one thing, setting you up on great dates. And they're not just saying that. On Hinge, three out of four first dates lead to second dates. They are the number one mobile-first dating app mentioned in the New York Times wedding section. So if you're looking for a BFF, a job, a pen pal, or a hookup, Hinge isn't the place for you. Hinge is exclusively designed to get you out on great dates. Download Hinge in the Apple Store or Google Play. Are you looking for that sound you've never heard before? That's what we do on Alt Latino. We bring you something new, all wrapped up in something familiar. Listen to Alt Latino on the NPR One app or wherever you listen to podcasts. One of the things I loved about the photos you had of the Jackson 5 and the fans surrounding them, you gave great visual attention and care to these young black girls who were so often forgotten in so many ways. Right. And it felt like you were trying to say something with those photos of those fans and those young women. Well, you got to understand something. I, I was on my way to, to go to law school. When I bought my first camera. After Whittier College? After Whittier College. Poli-sci major? Poli-sci, poli-sci and sociology major. Okay. I bought a camera when, when, when I was on a foreign exchange in Berlin. Mm-hmm. But my training was sociology. My training was political science. Mm-hmm. You know, this was a time when, when, when we were active, you know, when folks, you know, had a point of view. And I was, you know, I was caught up in that whole thing myself. Uh, civil rights and 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 human rights and political power and and the you know and to register to vote and and, and all of that yeah. and to see how black folks had been marginalized in so many instances mm-hmm. so this was my background mm-hmm. so of course i'm going to take that and apply it to your work to my work a this was not going to be just a book that was screaming into the microphone yeah you know even though this is the first photo book on soul and in r&b and yeah. funk but so many people fetishize James Brown sweating and and, yeah. and, and and that's all you see. Yeah. And and there's more. Well, and this is what came through in the book as well. For these musicians, it was more than just music. They were activists too. They were Ugh. active in making music in an era where the fight for equality for black people was a very big thing. And there were just little things in here that I had totally forgotten. Like you have a caption in the Stevie Wonder section right. where you talk about how his rendition of Happy Birthday, the Stevie Wonder version, mm-hmm. was used to help lobby to make MLK Day a national holiday. Right. Or You have these photos of Muhammad Ali yes. having, you know, fundraisers and events to like raise awareness about Nelson Mandela. Yeah, he was yeah. he was in conversation yeah. with Gil Scott Heron. And like yeah. I said, they knew the power of their position, uh. and they understood that it's more than wearing a red hat. Uh. And they had something to say, and they would say it. They understood the music. These boys were 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 notorious flirts with the ladies, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. You know, the music could be used. They understood that the music could be used for so much more. You know, they weren't worried about about their Instagram accounts mm-hmm. or their or 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 their brand mm-hmm. and they wanted to do what was right mm-hmm. and that night they were they were talking about 
trying to see how they could get together and do something mm-hmm. to uh, make people more aware yeah. of Nelson Mandela's plight. Yeah. That, to me, speaks volumes. Yeah. Who of these musicians did you like the best? You, you, you asking somebody to pick, you know, which uh, of your children is your favorite? And every parent secretly has an answer to that question. Oh, I know. We, <laughs> we're, we're, we were fortunate. We only have a limited edition. But my camera had a love affair with Shaka Khan. Why? Why? Yeah. Because she was so bad. What's I your mean, favorite Shaka and, song? Tell me something good. A love affair with the with your camera had a love affair with her. Tell me, my yeah, camera was seduced. <laughs> she was playful. Tell me something good. Mm. She knew who she was. Mm-hmm. Tell me that you love me. Yeah. She had this way that she she carried herself, and when she walked into a room, and I loved the way that the inter, the interaction between she and the band, mm. and I think the photographs show that. And they were having a lot of fun. It has been the highlight of my month to just go through these photos and read these stories. So I thank you for it. Well, thank you. Many thanks to photographer extraordinaire and all-around nice guy, Bruce Talamon. Thanks for the chat. You can find Bruce's photos in his book, Bruce W. Talamon, Soul, R&B, Funk, Photographs 1972 through 1982, on sale now. This is a good book for your coffee table, for your living space. It's going to impress your friends and also impress you. All right, we're almost out of here. I have one more favor to ask of all of you. If you like this show, and I hope you do, do us a favor. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, There's some magic of the internet and of technology and of smartphones that helps this podcast be discovered by more people. The more reviews that we get, I don't know how it works, but I know it works. So help us out. Do us a solid. Leave us a review. It would mean so much to us. Okay, listeners, we're back in your feeds on Friday Till then, keep rocking. I'm Sam Sanders. Talk soon. Tell me something.